Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. We appreciate it. We know that you are around the world, and uh, we get lots of messages from around the world. We're happy about that, blessed by that, and thank you. Thank you for that. Hey, if you're not subscribed, make sure that you do. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all of them. Share it with your friends as well. That helps us, and uh, it furthers the conservative cause and the voice of the program. So today, ladies and gentlemen, a short program for you today, but I want to talk about Administrator Biden. Administrator Biden and his executive orders. His executive orders. Boy. I, I And I want to know, with regards to his orders, why in the world hasn't any Republican come forward today to file lawsuits and injunctions against these executive orders. You know, you remember, right, President Trump, when he started in 2016, he would write his executive orders, and almost immediately, almost immediately, he was up against injunctions. They filed them, the Democrat Socialists, the Commu-Socialists, filed them against almost every one of Trump's executive orders. Here's what they did. The Commu-Socialists would file lawsuits, in the Trump administration, right, in liberal-friendly judicial districts, right, and the liberal judges would order injunctions against the Trump executive order, and it applied, the injunction did, to the whole of the American judicial districts. Now, there's two things that are wrong with that, and I'll get to those in a minute, but Trump's team had to appeal every one of those decisions, every one of those injunctions, and it took the process months and sometimes years to get resolved. It, it started with the ban on travel to the United States from certain countries, right? Certain Islamic countries and became known as the Muslim ban in the circles of the commu-socialist elites, right? They wanted you to think that this is racist. It's against Muslims only. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Muslims had a tendency to blow shit up. At least the radical ones did, right? So Trump wants to protect the country. So he issues executive orders. He stops the federal funding also, by the way, not just for the Muslim travel ban, but for for federal funding for cities that are listed as sanctuary cities. Remember that? They harbored the the violent criminals, the illegal immigrants, etc., refused to work with local law enforcement or federal law enforcement with regards to apprehending, I mean, gruesome criminals, MS-13 and so forth. And almost immediately, right on cue, there's an injunction filed against that order as well. The last and most recent injunction came against Trump last December, just a couple of months ago, when he issued an executive order that banned the diversity training, diversity training they call it, based on the critical race theory. Yep, sure enough, a court in California slaps a nationwide injunction on part of that executive order. Now, to get a sense of perspective on this, prior to 1963, about 58 years ago, there was absolutely no nationwide injunctions against a president's executive orders. And if we look at the presidency of George W. Bush, for example, in all of his eight years in office, there were only 12 injunctions issued against him. And Obama, we look at him in eight years, he had 19 injunctions issued against him. Now, that's a 58% increase. That's that's a big increase in injunctions in the Obama years as, they, as the trend 
gained in popularity and it gained in numbers. But in Trump's presidency, in four years, 55 nationwide injunctions were issued against him in just three years. I said four in three, the first three of his presidency. Now, if you're into math, and I'm not, but that's nearly an 18, yeah, it's a, it's a rate of 18 nationwide injunctions a year against President Trump. And to put it in different terms, nationwide injunctions were issued at over 12 times the rate as against George W. Bush. Now, clearly, Trump, President Trump faced opposition from the early liberal camps and sometimes within the Republican Party itself from the rhinos, the globalists, and the members of the deep state. But I I, want to talk about two things with you. First of all, judges and their overreach of power, all right? And then two, the absence, the absence of Republican effort so far in putting forth injunctions against Biden. I mean, what the hell is going on with these rhinos in Republican in the Republican Party, the judges. Now, look. Here's here's a quick sketch. There's 93 judicial districts and 12 regional circuits in the United States. Congress creates the lower courts and they determine their geographical jurisdictions and so forth. But injunctions allow district courts, lower courts, to wield, I think, unfettered power that affects the entire republic. When a court denies a nationwide injunction, for example, that decision doesn't affect any other case when they deny a nationwide injunction. But when a judge legislates from the bench and issues a nationwide injunction, it neutralizes all other legislation. Think about that for just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. When Trump issued an executive order that was challenged in court, his team had to run the table. They had to run the table and win every appeal in order to get the policy enacted. But the liberal challengers to his executive orders only had to find one, just one liberal judge out of a pool of 600 judges. All they needed was one judge who would agree to file a nationwide injunction. So just one judge can, with a stroke of his or her pen, cancel national policy of a president or Congress, for that matter. Just one liberal judge. There's no other official in the government who can wield that kind of power with the exception of the president himself. But he, the president, is subject to election by the people. They can get him out of there if they don't want him. These judges are appointed for life. I mean, even if the chief justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts today, he has to convince four of his Supreme Court judges and colleagues to bind in on a policy on a nationwide level. Even he has to get buy-in. Now, point number two, where are the Republican injunctions against Administrator Biden? Well, they're coming, ladies and gentlemen. They're coming, slowly but surely, but... When the injunctions are filed, you can bet that the communist socialists are going to are they're going to see what goes around comes around, right? It's only fair. You did it to us. We're going to do it to you. But the difference is that they, along with their allies in the mainstream media, are going to react in utter horror and shock. Oh my God! How dare you? How dare you even attempt or think about filing an injunction against Administrator Biden? 
They're going to lambast the injunctions as an infringement upon their regime's pursuit of job loss. You can't interfere with us shutting down the pipeline and causing millions of people to lose their jobs and their livelihood. You can't force us to stop wrecking the economy and ruin even more human lives. Right? That's what they're going to do. Well, you can't put an injunction against us. We're, we're going to eliminate your right to free speech. The first judge who issues the order to, to stop one of Administrator Biden's executive orders will probably be met at his or her home by members of Antifa or Black Lives Matter. And that might be part of the reason why injunctions against Administrator Biden are so slow in coming. Everyone's scared to death of the mob. And who blames them? Not only the mob, but they'll be lambasted by the media and the Biden camp. Ever shouts of abuse of power. Yeah, they're rained down on high from the left side of the Capitol against any judge who dares stand in the way of the communist socialist agenda of robbing us of liberty. Now, Republicans will have a turn at limiting Ad- Administrator Biden, just as the communist socialist limited President Trump. But I just wish. I wish, though, that they they would hurry the hell up. So much damage doing and going on right now, right? The the executive orders that Biden is enacting are frightening, treacherous, and devastating. The Keystone Pipeline alone, about 10 to 15,000 jobs. And you know what? They're union jobs. You folks in the unions out there, Your union brothers and sisters are under attack. Also, Canada now affected by that, a relationship with Canada strained because the Keystone Pipeline was part of their economy as well. Looking into the Gulf, shutting down oil rigs, increasing the the unmanageable restrictions that are put on them, reversing almost every one of Trump's economic freedom packages that really set loose on the world the the American ingenuity and capability that we so much needed, energy independence, fracking. How many of you remember during the campaign, there's no way we're going to limit or eliminate fracking? The Biden and Kamala Harris campaign would say, there's no way Joe is going to eliminate fracking. He's already signed an executive order to do just that, ladies and gentlemen. One lie after another. Lie upon lie, treasonous, treacherous, and devastating to human beings in the United States and indeed around the world. Joining the the Paris Climate Agreement with an executive order, putting the United States at incredible disadvantages with regards to trade, tariffs, and the worldwide economy. The United States paying more in penalties and fees to sustain membership within that group than any other nation. And every other nation has less stringent economic and environmental regulations placed on it than the United States does. We will turn to prayer and determined patriotism in all of this, ladies and gentlemen. That's the key to victory, all right? Determined patriotism is doing the hard work. We all know what prayer is. We will continue to pray for the republic. The determined patriotism that I'm talking about is the hard work 
of patriotism, not just sitting by the sidelines and saying, well, gosh, Doug, I wish these executive orders would stop. I wish they would just stop all. We've got to get up and do the work. I'm never going to vote again, Doug, because, you know, the system is rigged and, and it's useless. And I'm, I'm just going to give up. You know what that is? That's a that's a conservative snowflake right there. Anybody who dares to say that is ridiculous and intellectually immature. Of course, the system is rigged. Everybody knows it. But to just whine and complain like a member of the left having a mental breakdown about all of it doesn't do one damn bit of good. Determined patriotism. Doing the hard work. All right. Priority number one, fixing the election process in the United States. Fixing the Dominion voting problem. Getting rid of those machines. Fixing mail-in voting, getting rid of it, and implementing voter identification done in almost every other country except the United States. That's the hard work. Coupled with that, we've got to have patriotic patience. None of this is going to happen in a speedy manner. Well, I want to see arrests. I want to see people pay the price. Why Why hasn't there been justice? All right, I get it. It does take time, unfortunately, and it's infuriating that some of these people seem to never face justice on the left. I I will not give up. I encourage you not to give up, and I encourage everybody to engage in, in determined prayer and determined patriotism. We've got to have the patience that it takes and do the hard work required to be patriots. You all can draw you know, juxtapose this in today's world, what we're going through against what George Washington, the framers and the founders went through during the revolution. You know, what if they saw the insurmountable odds that faced them? I'm going to give up. This isn't worth it. I mean, come on. We're beyond the point of needing a pep talk. We're, We're at the point where we need to take determined patriotic action. Vote the rhinos out. And the third party's not the answer either. Don't go down that road. Third party is automatic destruction for the for the conservative side, and it will give more victories to the commie socialist. Trump, President Trump has already said, by the way, that he will not support a third party, and good for him. That's the right decision. Trump is the Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen. He's reimagined it with almost 100 million votes. There's no need for a third party. Get that out of your head. I know that you're pissed. I know that you're pissed at the Republicans and at the Communist Socialists. We need to get rid of the Mitt Romneys of the world, the Ben Sasses of the world. All right? That's where it's at. Look at you in Alaska and those of you in Maine. Get rid of your senators. The rhinos. Get rid of them. That's how we win. Mitch McConnell, those of you in Kentucky, get him out. Lindsey Graham, he just won. We've got to wait six years. Primary him. Patience. Patriotic, determined patriotism and determined patience with regards to all of this. That's the pathway to victory. That's the pathway to reclaim the American Republic and the American dream, along with American exceptionalism. Administrator Biden's time is limited. There's no way he's going to finish, I I don't even think six months, not to mention a first term. 
We have lots of things that are working in the background with regards to President Trump still being active, still wielding more influence than the communist socialists can even handle. I mean, the, the impeachment process is one reason we can see demonstrated out every day why they fear him. Catastrophically, they fear him and what he can do, what he knows, the draining of their swamp, the calling out of their crazy intellectual immaturity. But also because the troops in D.C. remain, right? They're still afraid. There's going to be another insurrection. They don't want him to be eligible to run again in 2024 or whenever, so that's why the second impeachment is coming down the pike. It's not going to go through, all right? Predicting, it's just not going to go through. He will not um, be... He will not be found guilty in the Senate. Uh, the whole thing is is just a, a bunch of nonsense, and everybody knows it. The incitement wasn't started by Trump. His speech was a perfect one. Again, perfect phone calls and perfect speeches, part of Trump's legacy, ladies and gentlemen. The riot started at the Capitol before President Trump's speech was even over. And now news coming out that it was planned long in advance by Antifa and Black Lives Matter, who just was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Well, kiss me in the morning. A domestic terror group now eligible and apparently has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. You think you live in bizarro land? Well, you might. That is absolute nonsense. But don't lose hope. Don't lose faith, ladies and gentlemen. Determined prayer, determined patriotism. Administrator Biden, notice I don't call him I don't call him the P word because he's not. He's not a president. One doesn't become president with a with theft of an election. Oh, he was elected. No, it wasn't even an election. It was a selection. was a selection by the Communist Socialist Party, spent months in advance. There was no way in the world that Trump was going to win re-election, according to the Communist Socialist Party. No way they were going to go through 2016 again. No way they were going to go through the meltdown and the tears, the absolute breakdown they had mentally. No way we're going to fix it. And Biden admitted it himself on camera. When he said, we have the world's best and most far-reaching voter fraud system in the world. Some such quote like that. You all remember what I'm talking about. I didn't quote it exactly, but you get the gist of it. Well, he wasn't lying to you. And a lot of times they don't lie to you when they talk about things like that, especially when it's related to their thirst, their quest, and their desire for power. Very rarely do they lie about that kind of stuff. Obama did the same thing. In a recent interview, well, I kind of wish I was, you know, pulling the strings and I was speaking into a microphone from the comfort of my West Side patio on in the Hamptons as I sip on a drink and have dinner and control everything from there, you know, kind of like a third term. That's exactly what he's doing behind the scenes right now, ladies and gentlemen. Controlling the trajectory of the Communist Socialist Party. You can count on that. All right. Chin up. Hope high. We will prevail because we are the right side and we are the side of God and his divine providence. God himself founded the American Republic and enacted it, developed it, initiated it through the good hard work and patriotism of the founding fathers. And he will not abandon it. Now, he may let us go through this trial 
because we have fallen away from God in this country, and we need to have a greater awakening and a reset with regards to our relationship with him. So maybe this is a test, and we're going to see just how bad it is when God lets the other side, the side of evil, the side of murder, of abortion, of non-God in the country, and well, we'll just see what it's like in this country, won't we, with those folks in charge. And maybe it is a test or a trial. And at the end of the time, when Administrator Biden's time is over and the Communist Socialist Party's time is over in power, we will see how bad it really is, as if we don't already see now, right? But we'll be able to say, never again, never again are we going to falter in our faith with God and our relationship with him. We will never again take him for granted. This is our awakening. This is our second chance. And we're going forward with determined prayer in our reawakened relationship with God and with determined patriotism, realizing there is no quick fix to any of this and that we must remain diligent and do the hard work that patriotism requires. It's absolutely required of us. It's our duty, our sacred duty to do all of that. Don't lose hope. Hold the line. Remain faithful in the cause. You know what the cause is. It's liberty. It's, it's our very constitution itself that's at risk. We've already seen the destruction that Administrator Biden has caused in about a month. It's terrible. Absolutely a nightmare. But we will hold the line. We will march forward with determined prayer and determined patriotism. People, you have a pack of blessings on your back. Take inventory of it every day in prayer. Thank God, even the challenges, the adversities, the tragedies that you face, I've said this to you before, those things are all blessings waiting to be born. And with that approach and with that perspective, you begin to see then gratitude. And grateful people are the happiest people on the planet. And you can believe that in your heart and in your soul. So, ladies and gentlemen, chin up, hope high, and keep on pursuing life, liberty, and happiness. We will get there again. These dark times will pass. They will not last. You can believe that as well. And count those blessings. Ladies and gentlemen, we will meet again right here on the right side with Doug Billings. Please, if you get a chance also, go over to uh, GoFundMe. We have a the right side with Doug Billings uh, fan page out there. Become a sponsor. Monthly sponsor for us would be great. We would appreciate that. Pass us along to your friends and family members. Have them subscribe to the show on their favorite podcast platform. God bless you, everyone in the United States and America, around the world. I've received all of your messages. Try to respond to as many of them as I can, but I have, I'm getting them from everywhere. Every country on the planet supports President Trump and the conservative movement. I have received hundreds upon hundreds, it's thousands by now, messages, and we appreciate it. We're blessed and honored because of all of that. March forward with hope, determined prayer, determined patriotism, and we will meet again right here. On the right side with Doug Billings. Cheers.